Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name is Nyasha, and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Joining me today is everyone's favorite Quick Stop Nepo baby. <laughs> it's my favorite beauty and lifestyle content creator, influencer, Mac Daddy, all them things there. Mac welcome Daddy, to the show. Like <laughs> yeah, you like that? Tasha, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Hi, everybody. Hi, Nasha. <laughs> How's it Thank going? Thank you for having me. It's going. Nice. I mean, you know. Yeah. Brand yeah. new day. Can't complain. <laughs> cannot complain. Cannot right. complain. Um, what about look, you? How is your day? Your Monday going? My Monday has been spent in bed. Uh, I, I Obviously, <laughs> we uh, we just had Quick Stop Live yesterday. Thank you so Yay. much. To everybody, you know what? A round of applause it was for so me. Lit. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, thank you for the round of applause. Um, no, uh, it was great, man. We had a really cool, we had a really cool event. Thank you to everyone who came out. Thank you to Everyman Cinema for hosting us and working with us and partnering us and believing in us. For us to have um, F one on a big screen was like i was sat in the cinema i was so jealous like i like i can't believe this is happening like <laughs> the, i'm watching f1 in a cinema like with all these like-minded people yeah i'd also like to say respectfully respectfully <laughs> we have the best looking fan base in the world it's not even close like, <laughs> like i was just i was in that cinema i was like everyone is gorgeous like this is crazy thank you so much to everyone that come out uh, and hopefully yeah we'll be doing another one soon and you know if for americans we are looking into doing a live show in austin after the mm. race so um yeah we'd love to do something so hopefully you know i know a lot of you guys are like oh we can't see you. so hopefully if oh, you're in and around us in. Too, yeah like, you know that spongebob meme yeah um, everybody's having fun with that yeah no but we will try and do a live stream for the next show um we couldn't do one for this one because just logistics we just didn't want to have too much stuff on our hands going to a new venue yeah. um but next one there will be um hopefully there will be a live stream for you guys to watch the uh watch the podcast afterwards um yeah. but before we get into the week in f1 tasha i just want to say to everyone watching make sure you Give this video a like and subscribe. Give us a five-star review on Spotify. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to add a free stream, sign up to our Patreon. Link below. There is exclusive merch and content on there. Tash. Ah. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I will ask you the same thing that I asked... Um, Tandy last week, uh, Darius, I've, I've asked pretty much every guest that we have come on. How mm. are you finding this season? Mm. Oh, um, it's a little bit hard this season. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. not, not that I find it boring. I don't want to just say boring, but I think just in general, I'm just finding it very hard to digest overall what's happening, what's going on. Um, 
I just feel like between the regulations and like kind of the lack of competition, I mean, yes, the midfield is can be competitive, but I just feel like overall, all of the races so far just really haven't delivered. And I think with the extensive break in between, uh, you know, the two races at the beginning of the season, like it, it just kind of felt like, oh man, we were waiting all year. And this is like, yeah. this is it, you know? It's yeah. kind of like when you have like a craving for like, you know, Thai food or something all day, you you know, you're waiting to get home from work. You yeah. order the Thai food, it gets there. Some part of your order's missing. The fl- You know, the person who cooked it didn't season it right. You know, like that Pad Thai you wanted all day just does not hit like how you thought. That's how I feel like this season has gotten. Like ingredients yeah. are missing. It's a little cold. It took a while for y'all to deliver it in the first place. And now I'm just like dissatisfied with my meal. So that's kind of how I feel so far about this season. No, look. One star. That, uh, that <laughs> one star review. <laughs> cursing them out in the google reviews like, I'm, gonna need a, I'm gonna need a discount on my next order so yeah no, I, I, I need credit i need credit yeah. in my uber eats account exactly. now <laughs> um that is such a good uh such a good metaphor um, I, I, it, it, yeah i look and i think I don't want to say the same things we've been saying over and over again, but the reason yeah. why i ask you that is because stefano domenicali um <laughs> Uh, you know what, yeah, I can't remember the, the last time Stefano Domenicali opened his mouth and I <laughs> was happy with what he said. Like, yeah. like every time he opens his mouth, I'm just like, oh, like, you're like, oh, we're going to do more sprint races. Oh, right. we're going to change the qualifying <laughs> format. Oh, we're not like, what he's, uh, what he's come out with, uh, I think today, uh, in an article is to basically say that they won't be intervening during the season, uh, with what's going on. Uh, he insists it's not a foregone conclusion that Red Bull will win the championship, but, and he's ruled out making any changes aimed at making the season more competitive. I guess. Um, yeah, he has said, uh, it would be impotent to say the championship is finished. We cannot intervene in the performance of the teams. I'm sure what we did in terms of the financial regulations will help to minimize the gap on the technical side. There's a couple of things with that. Um, one, Mm -hmm. I would say, I, I guess I'll put to you, if you are in Formula One now, I guess, would you... No, we're only was it five races into the season? Yeah, is it, four it feels races? like it's been like such a long it season. Like but it's ages. only been five races. <laughs> like it's crazy, it's right? Like it's yeah. hardly any races this season. Um, so we can't. Um, let's say I'm from a, a sport point of view. It would be mad for them to intervene in the middle of the season, right? After mm. less than a quarter of the way through the season. If Red Bull have just made a better car, right? It's not on them to peg them back halfway through a season, right? But I guess um, being in America and being an F one fan and being, I guess, the target market that they're looking at, amongst other mm-hmm. things, do you think that if it carries on going like this, is Formula One going to lose? I guess the, whatever new fans that they got on board for, you know through Drive to Survive or social media or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, do you think they will be losing fans with the way that the sport is kind of going, if it kind of goes as predictable as it is this season? Yeah, I think so. I think, so I think this kind of feeds a little bit into 
you know, Miami GP where everybody was like, man, the Americanness yeah. of it all, right? Like Americans yeah. love a show, um, which is true. Like we cannot deny that our sporting events are very showy and like pyrotechnics and loud. Yeah. However, yeah. when that part of the show ends, the competition kicks in. We have very competitive sports. That's what everybody here enjoys about sports. It's not about the fireworks. It's not about what celebrities are there. It's the competitiveness of it all. So I think Formula One does have a problem in that regard to which it seems like they're trying to copy the facade, I guess, or like what they see yeah. as American yeah. sports, but without like the actual cultural aspect of it which is that we do appreciate competition and i mean we have dozens of leagues and we yeah. watch sports of all kinds and you know like for example golf is gaining in popularity currently yeah. like the pga tour is not changing how it functions to appeal to new fans right like yeah. they're they're basically like, this is how we've played golf for hundreds of years or however long golf has existed yeah. um and so if you want to be a part of the culture like we'll bring you in on that culture but they're not having mini golf tournaments in the middle of J <laughs> masters you know what i'm saying like they're uh, not doing all of these things so that that's where i think like stefano dominicali has like such a like when i hear him talk i feel like he's so disconnected from what people actually want versus what he thinks that we want and that's what i think yeah. formula one's biggest problem is that is that they have um a lot of data in you know fans uh tweeting and you know social you know they they get feedback yeah. right away and it just yeah. feels like they're like we're not gonna listen to that and they just do whatever they want anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then american fans yeah. get scapegoated and new fans get scapegoated as the reason why they're changing but it's I was like gonna actually... ask about that actually <laughs> I was going to ask you about that, like, yeah. uh, and sorry to cut you off because you're making s such good points there. Um, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> do you, do you, I, I, I'm not American, right? And um, you are. I, I'm not. No, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I am British. <laughs> Cups of tea, in breakfast, <laughs> Sunday roast in it, bruv. Don't piss me off. All of that, okay? I'm proud. Um, well, proudish, but uh, yeah. um, but um, do you do you feel like a lot of the commentary from people outside mm. of America towards American fans is like loaded with? I don't want to obviously like negativity, but there's like an assumption that you guys are almost your presence in the sport is is tainting the sport. Maybe because F one is trying to grab that market, but it almost like. It, it, it kind of puts all American fans as these new fans who don't know the sport, don't appreciate it, and and right. they're the reason why the sport's going down the toilet now. Where I, you know, I don't think that's the truth at all. I mean, so like I see it. I definitely can understand for fans who have been here for like a long time, seeing the sport change yeah. uh, very rapidly. I mean, even just a few years, I've been a fan. I'm like, damn, this is way different than like when I first tuned in. Like in a few years, you know, it just feels like they're very much just trying to change for the sake of changing. Um, mm. To a degree, I, it's like, I get that they are trying to, um, you know, keep it fresh, keep it interesting, but it's just like the decisions that they are making don't really seem to align with like the DNA, the core of like what their product is, which is to me what most people were interested in. Like when I first watched Drive to Survive, I was like, oh, this is interesting because I don't, we don't, I don't watch motorsports, right? So I don't have, um, we don't have kind of, I don't say we, I don't watch a sport that's like Formula One, 
you know, like I can tune into football, I tune into baseball, I tune into basketball, whatever. But Formula One is very different to what I normally watch. So in that sense, yeah. that's what appealed to me, that it's different. It's its own thing. Um, yeah. And it's something new. So when you see the commentary of like all new fans are wanting this or and Americans want that. And I'm sitting here like, I don't have a direct line to these people, these people's office. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to see a yeah. shootout for quality instead of whatever normally happens. Like, it definitely feels scapegoating, like scapegoating. And then when you hear Stefano, and this is something I've noticed in a lot of his comments recently, is that he'll interject like, oh, yeah, the new fans love it. The fans love it. Like, who? what fan? Are the fans in the room with us? Who is he talking no. about? But it, Bro, it helps you him. You cannot trick me. <laughs> it takes so much responsibility off of people not liking these decisions. And I don't doubt that some people enjoy it, but even just a little sampling of my Twitter feed up, everybody hates what's happening. And it's like, they don't want to admit that they're wrong. Like there's just so much ego involved and you don't want to be like, look, this is not the yeah. right thing. And we can go at this a different way. They don't want to admit that they're wrong. So they're just doubling down. So now the three sprint races turns into six sprint races where like, who asked for that? Like nobody wants that. The, 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 thing, the thing is with the sprint races and everything, I think everything... The problem is they ushered in. We had, uh, I said this yesterday, we yeah. had the greatest season of all time, mm. right? In 2021. Whew, that was good. And, and you know, whatever happened at the end, right? right? That season was the greatest season of all time. I personally, for our generation, some people may point to Prost and Senna in like 80, 89 and 90 or whatever. Um, people might point to 2012 when Vettel won it in the last race in Brazil and there were six different mm -hmm. uh, people fighting for the championship or whatever. It was a good season. Uh, I think some people talk about a glory period of those Red Bull years, you know, mm -hmm. kind of 2007 to 12, you know, Lewis winning the title in the last day in fucking Brazil and but I think personally for race to race drama and drama outside of, outside of the cars as well, mm -hmm. you know, it was your hard push to beat 21. The problem is we had everyone clo kind of closed up in competition and then they fucking yeah. changed the regulations yeah. completely. They've got these new regulations in, they've got a cost cap, which means it's, if you're far back, it's impossible to know how you're going to spend your money right. on updates to fix your car. And you don't know how far those updates are going to go. And look, we'll see right. the, uh, the much lauded Imola upgrade package from Mercedes arrives, <laughs> you know, this weekend. And if that car is not fast in FP1, I don't even want to see what the timeline is saying. Um, but, you know, Log it's out, almost yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking out. But it's almost as if like... <laughs> What we want is close racing. I was watching IndyCar the other day. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. I'm really enjoying this. But there's not close racing from top to bottom. Yes, people might say there's more overtaking in the midfoot, but I don't, no right. one cares about that. That's not what's, what's going to sell seats. That's not what, what's going to make people right. want to, to tune in on TV. So until the racing gets closer, everything is just like plasters on top of... Right wounds which are you know very very serious wounds and i just right. don't think for me that it's it's a situation that you know like you say all of these all of these new things that they're doing and would be great if the racing was awesome as well but if if right. underneath that it's all very surface level and 
it, for me, I, I agree that it's it's not really going to take the sport that much further. And I mean, I'm also just thinking, like, do you need that? Um, because, again, going back to a lot of these sports now have started to copy, like, Drive to Survive. So you do have a golf version. You have a tennis version. Um, yeah. You have IndyCar has theirs now. Um, different, like, docuseries to get people invested in, like, the characters, the, the athletes. Yeah. Um, and no other sport, to my knowledge, is doing these type of, you know, like shenanigans to attract yeah. more people. And I mean, maybe time will tell, maybe in the next few years, maybe everybody will start having identity crisis, but it feels very much like uh, Formula One is having a bit of an identity crisis where it's like the core product that you give is the, are these races on Sunday. And everything that you're doing, you know, is taking is taking away from that and diluting it to the point yeah. that it's Sunday's now not going to be interesting. And so it's like for me, looking at I look at things sometimes from like a marketing lens, and I'm like, you guys did great to get people interested, and it yeah. almost felt like it was too much too soon. And now you have yes. no earthly yeah. idea or strategy of how to actually like retain those people and build actual community around what the core product actually is like. I'm watching Formula One because I want to watch Formula One. Like, if I wanted to watch sprint races or whatever, like, I could find, you know, quirky sports. There's pickleball for tennis, like, but te they're not yeah. playing pickleball at Wimbledon, you know, in the middle of points. So it's like, it's like, you know, everybody has their core DNA of what their sport is. And I feel like Formula One right now, just they need to get back to that. Like, that's the focus. And everything else is, like, secondary. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Don't double down on it and be like... You didn't like sprint race this weekend? Well, here's 10 more. Like, you're just wasting time. <laughs> wasting yeah. resources. Yeah. Like, it's, it's stupid. For sure. I mean, look, I didn't even plan on talking about that, but I actually read something <laughs> quite interesting. I was listening to a podcast. Oh, let me see if I can shout them out. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, um, which essentially was talking about... What's the next phase for Formula One in terms of mm. fan engagement, right? So all these sports are doing the, uh, what do you call it? The drive to survive style content, right? But what's mm -hmm. the next phase after that? Uh, and I followed, let me, two seconds, because I will shout them out. I followed the Racing Forces podcast with Abby Ratchet. Uh, I think that's how it's uh, mm. pronounced. Um, and they were, it was her and someone else who were having a, a conversation around, uh, and Mo uh, Molly Oxner, thank you. Um, and they were having a, a conversation around, yeah, fan engagement, like what's the next stage? And obviously like how Formula One make their money Right. Obviously, they get these people and they, you know, they need people to come to the races. They need people to buy merch. They need people to engage. But it's like the they're saying that there's diminishing returns now on Drive to Survive and right. and this content pro uh, process. And the thing is, the the mad thing is, the easiest way to retain people is to make the racing closer. So to bring it to bring it back, I, I would say, do you expect them to do something at the end of this season? Let's say it carries on like this until the end of the season. Do you expect them to do like to to do something to to peg everyone back? I mean, if they do something, I'd be interesting to see what that would be. But again, just kind of like the 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 
general sentiment I get from Stefano is just that everything's great. Nothing's on fire. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would really require him to remove that ego. And again, I don't know who else is help is making decisions um, for Formula One, but it, they all feel very out of touch. Um, I mean, again, yeah. Miami, again, is another great example because it's like, where the fuck did Will I Am come from? Like, I mean, the, the people who have decided that... Uh, I mean, like, are you living in 2008? He has not been culturally relevant here for almost a decade, right? So it's like, who decided that that's that's the the rapper? That's the that song is awful. And it's awful. That song. Do you see what I mean? Like the disconnect of like what's actually popular here, who's popular here, what's actually happening in American culture right now, the pulse right now. Will I am is not it. And that song was not it. <laughs> that song, well, it, honestly, yeah, it was like, it was like, do you know? Do you ever watch uh, Bojack Horseman? You ever no, seen Bojack I have Horseman? Not. I'm sorry. Okay, no, that's fine. But there's like, uh, there's like a bit where they go like back. He's like reminiscing on times in the past, yeah. and he's like. And it's like 2010, and it's like the music <laughs> in the background is like, "Hi, I'm Lady Gaga. This is the electro disco." And that was literally like, "How 2008 is. can I make a song right now?" Even the video with the, with the like, doing, even the video with the helmets, and they're like, yeah, "Okay, we're gonna get some okay, cars like, going past." Yeah. <laughs> No, okay, give me hip hop, guys. Give me hip hop. It's like, like the drop oh my pants, god, like, damn. oh my god, like, what oh, is like, the glasses with the, with the, the glass shades? The fucking the glasses. Oh my yes, the, the lines in him. Oh my god, I cannot believe it. How much did they pay that man? That is a money He's laundering operation. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He literally, they're like, okay, Will I Am, please can you make us a really cool song for F1? Like, we're going to bring the masses in. And he just went, he went into his laptop and he typed in <laughs> 2008 songs I will never release. Black Eyed Peas from that Yeah, do you know what I mean? The shit that would have made the Black Eyed Peas album. Let me get that shit. Oh my God, it's so bad. And that is, that is absolutely, uh, do you know what was mad? Anyone who likes that song, I, lo- I looked at them and I was yeah. like, you're precisely the person I would not want to converse <laughs> right. with in this sport. Like, I, like why are you... T- and not pe- don't, don't ironically tweet about the song either. Don't give it any popularity or like, don't talk no about air. it. Don't it's- give it any oxygen. <laughs> Let it die. They're trolling me. <laughs> anyway. Um, um, that's the point. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know... They're in 2008 and we're all in 2023. So that's to me, like, lets me know. I'm like, okay, somebody's not doing their research because mm. we should not, that should not be what they're Who's offering a, up to Americans. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I just, uh, anyway, look, we will, uh, if I talk about that song anymore, I will, I will lose pressure. my voice. Yeah. Look, I can't, I can't do it. So we will be back after these messages and we'll talk about <laughs> some other F1 shit, which is pissing us off. <laughs> so, um, I believe that we have other things to talk about. Ah, on a scale of one to 10, how bad has Nick DeVries been this season for you? 
negative two. <laughs> I mean, man, I was expecting uh, a lot more from him. Yeah. And I feel like he, I mean, underwhelming, I think would as underwhelming is the word, but it's like, man, I, how much did I really expect him to do? Right. Cause it is formula one and yeah. there's like a learning curve. Um, yeah. but at the same time, because of how old he is, because of how much experience he already has in other series, I thought that he would have a bit more like composure, poise, a bit more to bring to the team. I just, I don't know. I just feel like he's been nowhere, maybe in his head, maybe it's just all getting to him. I'm not sure, but it's just, it's just very interesting. The narrative before the season began, which was that, you know, he's going to come in and, you know, he'll be the lead driver and, you know, he's going to school Yuki and all this stuff. And like, you know, because people were going based off of Pat, the past, like, yeah, you know, he's yeah. been a winner in the past. And so, yeah, it, so now to see him basically not be anywhere, it is kind of like what happened. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, right? Like, uh, the thing is, I think when p people um, took... Uh, I was reading something the other day. I can't remember where it was. But people... I think um, maybe it was Mad from um, Pit Stop Fracker. Or someone else was saying... People just take his wins. But mm -hmm. if you look at the context of those wins, mm -hmm. they're like Fugazi. So his F2, his F2 <laughs> win... It was with a really poor F2 class. I don't think it was his first season in F2 either. Um, his uh, his FE win was when they had like uh, a qualifying, um, qualifying function or whatever, which didn't favor like the the leader in the in the uh, thing i don't whatever fe mm. they love fucking around with the process i don't even know what formats they have so um <laughs> so they're like his actual wins like Stefan van dorn was was a faster driver than him in fe and um he's you know everyone kind of rated him more than than nick de Vries. and then mm. obviously nick de Vries, you know the 10th place or whatever point score that he got in monza last year as we see with the Williams, very difficult right. to get past them on, on circuits where you need to get past them on a straight because they're very, very quick in a straight line. Monza is literally four straights and a couple chicanes. So, right. <coughs> sorry. So he, yeah, I, he is kind of showing up now. And uh, Helmut Marco has confirmed that he's on a yellow card at the moment and named uh, the two drivers that could potentially come and take his place, uh, Liam Lawson and uh, Iwasa. When these rumours broke last week, um, a lot of chat was that it could be Ricardo. Mm -hmm. There was, you know, he was in Italy was getting the, yeah. a seat fitting and, and all of that. Uh, but they've kind of debunked that. How does Daniel Ricciardo come back into this sport? Because if it's not in Alpha Tauri, <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be in Red Bull if Checo kind of keeps up this level of performance. Right. Um, you know, there's been four one twos this season. Like Checo can't really do more than what he's done right. already, right? So, wh wh how does he come back if he's not willing to step down? I guess. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I recall him saying at some point, like, he only wanted to come back for, like, a top team. So I immediately yeah. sense that AlphaTauri is not really going to fulfill that dream for him. Yeah. Um, so would it really be why? I, I wouldn't accept that. I don't, I mean, I don't know what team would take him at this point, because it does kind of feel like at the moment, most most of the driver pairings are doing all right. Um, 
I, you know, I'm not sure, honestly, to be quite honest. He, but I do, it's like trying to do real complicated math, you know, trying to fit like a a triangle into a square type of situation where it's like, he's, he's dug his own hole. I think he had opportunities last season to take seats on other teams and not take a season out. Um, And he didn't take it. I don't see how Alpha Tower makes sense. I mean, given even his experience, like, I don't see how he outdrives an Alpha Tower, and I feel like that would be even worse for his career. <laughs> yeah, right. The situation with McLaren, I feel like coming back to drive for Alpha Tower and then basically not being able to also score any points, like, I don't know. I don't know. It, I just don't see it how would it be works. Yeah. Catastrophic. It would... That would be it. <laughs> Yeah. So he really it, does it, have it, to hold out for a team, a, a better team, um, to want to work with him than Alpha Tauri. And it also, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense either, just from the fact that Alpha Tauri is supposed to be like their, you know, um, their feeder team. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you're taking, you're you're in your thirties. You don't need to be taking a seat from a young driver. Like let them get experience. You worry about another team hopefully opening up a seat on a on a on a team that's not a feeder team because you're never you're never going to get the Red Bull seat either. Like I just don't see that ever happening. No, like, it's, it's not happening. It's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> like let it go. You know, <laughs> let it go. Do I mean, he's like, you know, he's like Daniel. You're like, and respect to anyone who does it. But you know that the whole thing of like a you know like a forty five year old living in their mum's basement still like <laughs> just like doing like move out. I mean there's a just, whole world just, out there for you. What's like, it called? Failure you know. to launch? Yeah. He's got yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> go out on your own. Go, go into the, the world. world yeah. <laughs> explore the world. Do you know what I mean? Um yeah. uh and look uh, apparently Toyota Wolf is trying to convince uh, I did see this uh James Fowles to uh drop Logan Sargent for Mick Schumacher according to sport I, I mean, I, for me, I don't think Logan Sargent's done that bad. I think he's, you know, yeah. I think there was, um, he was, he was off the pace in Miami, and I think there was a crash in in Baku. But up until mm-hmm. that point, he'd actually done quite well. He was pushing he's pushing right, yeah. well. And I, again, he's doing better than Latifi was doing last season. From I, I'm sure someone will have some stats of like, no, go Tifi, he's my go Tifi. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I, I think he's been doing okay, right? So I, I, so I don't too. see, yeah. I don't see much now. And also, like, I wouldn't be sad if Mick Schumacher didn't drive an F1 car again. Oh, really? I, I wouldn't give a fuck. Respectfully, <laughs> I wouldn't care. I'm Ever? sorry. <laughs> I'm just like, what is going on here? I don't care how handsome a man is. You cannot trick me. Okay? Yes. Gorgeous blue eyes. He's got some lovely blue cut jeans now. Golden retriever energy. Yeah. Like, I just lingering all over Mercedes. Just lingering. I don't understand. Like, honestly, there's nothing Mick Schumacher did in his F1 career, yeah. which is compelling me to want to see him back in F1. Ever again, yeah. It, it, like, yeah. Res- like, but I'm sure he will, the family name, like, yeah. that's cool. Respect to Michael. Michael was my hero growing up. I right. got into F1 <laughs> watching Michael. I love right. Michael Schumacher. That doesn't have to extend to his kid, respectfully. So, uh, we'll it, see. Yeah. I, you've yeah. got to earn it you've got that thing yeah. that's it you've got to earn it we'll yeah. see look i'm sure at the end of this season 
I'm looking at you know the the grid and I, I don't really know like what is out there in terms of seats right. that might come up uh, for Mick Schumacher. I mean, obviously, potentially Williams if Sargent doesn't work out. But other than that... Don't you that, think that would be like a little bit like... lateral though? Like, I mean, Logan and Mick, I don't really see them too far apart, I guess, like in terms of driving ability. So I feel like it would be lateral. So what would be the benefit of bringing Mick Schumacher onto the team just for the namesake, I guess, for maybe namesake and he yeah. he loves just being in fucking pictures right. he'll put a camera he in his face and he'll, he'll, he'll be there yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and oh well this is true uh logan does have the u.s market i mean but how mm. strong is logan Sargent's u.s appeal like i don't really feel like anyone's really taken he's to him he's not really like... made too much i mean he's not really made too much of a ripple here i think in terms of popularity or even i mean they, they did a gq profile on him i think for miami um i mean I think they're, they're trying to uh yeah, trying raise to his profile um yeah. but yeah i wouldn't say that if he left formula one right now that anybody would necessarily be like heartbroken about it i mean again this is no. more like one of those things where it feels like you want an american just for the sake of having one but is he the best representation for us i don't think so he's been doing fine but it's like you know, America's not known for just doing fine in sports. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's, I guess, yeah, what I mean. It's yeah. like, if you're going to come, you got to bring it. And I feel like he's yeah. not hes not necessarily doing the worst because you have Nick DeVries under him. But <laughs> when, when Nick's not there, like, then it's going to be a whole different conversation because then the focus starts to shift. Okay, who's not comfortable? Who's not, get, you know, doing what they need to be doing? Um, so it might be him, you know, on the next round of does he deserve to have an F1 seat? Um you know, depending on how he does. But yeah, and for Americans, at least for me, like, I'm not like, I don't care. That, <laughs> I, have, okay. I have no opinion on him. Yeah. <laughs> no, look, that is, uh, I honestly, yeah, same. I mean, again, I was, you know, obviously, as, you know, the Colt LH podcast, I'll always bring things back to, to Lewis Hamilton because we're a massive Colt, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, <laughs> We saw Lewis Hamilton at the Lakers game the other day. You know, the commentators, mm -hmm. like, he got the biggest cheer, uh, you know, out of everyone. You got Starfield Arena there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, when they were at Miami, who were they choosing to use to push their product? Was it, the, you know, the double world champion Max Verstappen? Or was it, um, was it Logan Sargent, who's like the hometown hero? Right. Or was it Lewis Hamilton? It was Lewis Hamilton, right? Because he's got... That appeal, which broad goes appeal, out, yeah. broad appeal, which goes outside mm -hmm. of F one, and kind of like how we described, you know, F one wanting Miami to kind of be like a Coachella style festival event, right. you know, <laughs> uh, who who could they use to push that? It's Lewis Hamilton, and I think Absolutely. once Lewis goes, the sport is going to struggle with. Using he did like the 16 events in two days like how who, nobody else was even anywhere like i don't what did everybody else do like they just took the, know, the weekend no, off kim, until the race like kim was <laughs> right no one wants to get up and work okay nobody wants to work anymore <laughs> no one wants to work gotta surround yourself with people that want to work um like, like honestly it was not it was not good enough um uh, other than like the obligatory like 
play some basketball or sh- throw like an, a, an American football. Throw um, baseball, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, come on, guys. Um, we need more. Um, and I guess speaking of Lewis, there was mm-hmm. an interesting tweet that I wanted to discuss uh, from Spanners on Mr. Apex, pick up Spanners, who said uh, he, that, I'm just getting it up now sorry why is my internet taking so long um <laughs> right spanners said that he was talking to an editor who has named uh re- remained unnamed for the time being uh and that essentially this editor basically said to him that uh he uh deliberately skews his headlines uh and they post anti-hamilton headlines because they focused in on a portion of people that just hate lewis hamilton he's otherwise a perfectly normally nice guy but he wants the money from clicks as well uh but essentially uh he just trawls german and italian press for interviews and quotes and then rehashes them into short articles like hamilton ready to quit if demands not met etc knocks them out in a few minutes uh now, this isn't surprising. Uh, you know, uh, I've, you know, I've, I think, seen much more uh, egregious stuff written about Hamilton in mainstream British fucking sports. We talk about the <laughs> angles that Sky Sports use. Um, right. In their in their kind of market uh, marketing and analysis, and I think we had a question at the Quick Stop Live, like you know um, about George and how Sky Sports used George as a tool with which to beat Lewis with. Mm. So I guess one is any of this surprising for you, um, given that yeah, I don't know, it's, it's something that I've seen a lot, but it's, it, I guess when you saw that, was that something that surprised you? I like okay so I saw that tweet on my timeline as well and I just stared at it for like an entire day because I just thought that it was so representative of what we've been talking about at least since 2020 for ages but definitely since 2020 where we you know everybody was listening and learning and everybody was going to do the reading and like everybody wants to be an ally right and I just feel like then and especially now like nobody did the reading nobody did the homework because for you to engage in racism for profit, do you know what I mean? Like for knowingly, not just not because you're a racist person, but because you know that that will bring profit. (laughs) And then to tell another person, right? Because this is secondhand information. This is somebody's telling him this. So it's like then to be comfortable enough to share that. I would have went, you couldn't waterboard that information out of me. Like I would have gone down to my grave. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like don't, to be so comfortable in your, in your, in the system, right? Because you know that nothing will come from it. Nothing, you'll never be punished for it. You're still anonymous, you know? So it's like a lot of people, a lot of protection goes into um, making sure that people feel comfortable being racist, even though he's still a good stand-up guy, apparently. You know, we got to make sure that his feelings aren't hurt by disclosing his identity and calling a spade a spade. It's racist. Like, that's it. And so, yes, he used Lewis Hamilton for that, for profit, especially when you see how it affects him and not just him, but his fans, because we see ourselves in him you know to engage in casual racism for profit is or i don't even see casual just blatant racism for profit is that's different like it's just a whole 
<laughs> That's different. <laughs> Tasha, it's crazy. it's crazy. I I was the same. I kind of looked at it for like a long time and I just kept kind of checking back in on it and I was same. like I was like, what are people saying to it now? And I was like, right. doesn't really seem to be that much. Like everyone just kind of like, yeah, we know. Like everyone's, right. I think everyone's so desensitized to, to all of this, but right. like, it's fucked. <laughs> L- like, we see it. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I don't know what you want me to. Um, I looked at that and I was like, this sport is so like, like you say, for someone to feel so comfortable with that. There's a scene in the big short where they're like, meet the mortgage advisors. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, it's like, why are they confessing all of this to us? And it's like, they're not confessing, they're bragging. And I was like, right. that's, that's what it is. Like they, right. this person feels comfortable enough to brag about being racist for profit, right. knowing that. And the thing is, this is what I'll say. There's people who comment on this fucking page all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Who hate Lewis Hamilton and probably hate us. Don't even hate us because you love us enough to watch this right. every fucking week and comment. And thank you because you are hi paying fans. for <laughs> high fans, right? Um, they go around, they say like, you know, Colt LH ruining F1. Right. They say Lewis, they say, you know, they don't like Lewis. And I'll always, you know, whenever people say they don't like Lewis, they'll obviously, they'll never say because he's black, right? Like, right. they'll never say that. And it's always like, you know, I just don't know what it is about him. Something, I don't like I his... I can't put my finger on it, yeah. I can't quite put my finger on it. I don't like his politics, right. which is hilarious. Right. You don't like civil rights. You don't like equality. <laughs> you don't like fucking sustainability. You don't right. like his politics. Like, that's like fucking animals. crazy. <laughs> They're like animals. <laughs> like, um, they'll say that they don't like how much of uh, they don't like his celebrity styles. They just they just like someone. Yeah. yeah, he's a show. Just shut up and drive. And it, yeah. yeah, right. And it's yeah. just like for me, for someone to just a lack of self awareness on everyone in this fucking sport to right. just not admit that. You can you can dislike you can you can dislike someone. I you know mm-hmm. I dislike Max. I dislike you know several people, right? And I will stand ten toes down in that. Right. But for you to not acknowledge that the reasons why a lot of people don't like Hamilton, even if they don't say that it's because he's black, it is a lot of it is a byproduct of his race. And Absolutely. the stereotypes <clears throat> around that, the biases around that, the way people, mm-hmm. black people are perceived, the way Lewis as a black man is perceived in a sport right. like F1, which is predominantly white, and being the most successful driver of all time within this sport right. as a black man, right? Like, they, um, for me, I, I just find it like sickening that. Yeah on a casual fucking Tuesday afternoon, someone can tweet that. And it's just like, by the by, like, oh yeah, we're kind of, we're always so desensitized to it. But I, I was going to tweet something, but I didn't want to fucking quote tweet it because then that looks like, like, we'll bring it here. We'll have a discussion around it because like, it's fucked. And I just, I felt sick to my stomach reading that because it's not just that editor that does it. 
everyone does it. Everyone does it in some form or manner. All of the fucking Sky Sports punditry is based around this idea of trying to break Lewis down and appealing to the people who hate Lewis. And why do they hate Lewis? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's exactly I, to not bring the royals into this, but that's exactly what's happening with Meghan Markle, right, in the British yeah. media, right? So it's like this whole machine. She's worth billions of dollars, essentially, just being the punching bag. She's the yeah. industry within an industry. Um, yeah. You know, when she didn't go to the coronation last week, they thought, oh well, you know, we're not going to have we're not going to have anything to focus on. Because they can't talk about what she's wearing. They can't talk about how her hair looks. They can't talk about, you know, out of context, the way she's talking to kids. You know, like it's, <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, the same yeah. thing. It's the same thing with Lewis, where it's like within F1, hating Lewis is an industry. And so many people are part of that because you see that it's lucrative. And then you see on top of that, you don't get called out on it because, yeah. oh, well, he's still a, he's still a good guy. You know, he's just drumming <laughs> up the the dog whistles because it pays his bills and you know keeps food on his table but he's still a good guy and it's like i thought we left that behind in 2020 when people were saying i'm gonna read my anti-racist material and i'm gonna uh have a black square on instagram you know like when we said it was performative back then that's this is what this is this is now the three-year culmination of what performative anti-racism gets you is that people are still not understanding the the system that we live in is racist and by not addressing those small those microaggressions and macroaggressions on any level and excusing it as like oh it's just my job that's why we continue to have these conversations and that's why this this stuff continues to happen and meanwhile a real person is still affected by this and the people who see themselves in that person are also affected by this because like to your point i just stared at that tweet all day right because it was just more like wow the audacity right the audacity to not only get on here and tell us this but then to be like oh he's still a good guy like that's yeah. yeah We should be better Not than this great. at this point, you know? <laughs> we should yeah. be. But I think, you know, there's a... Uh, also, I'm just going to give you because that was... Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I think... I think... Um... <sighs> I, you know, I recently went on... <sighs> the, re- the relationship between race and this sport, I, it's really hard yeah. as a black person in this sport mm-hmm. to talk about your experience as a black person in this sport. Right. And the more I talk about it, the more I know people are like, you're making it a thing. You're playing the race card. Right. You're, you know, I think I was talking to someone yesterday, you know, and like, oh, you always respond to trolls. And I was like, you know, for a while, we, I kind of ignored it. But then after a while, I was like, I want people to see how often we get abuse on right. our page just for making right. content, just, right? Yeah. I, just for existing in this sport. I want you to see that. Right. I'm not going to shy away from showing you that. I'm... And like, you know, we went on a fucking show the other day. I went on a show the other day. 
streams of negative comments, like streams mm. of it, <clears throat> because I'm a Hamilton fan, and because you know, then there was the you know the odd racist comment in there, the right. kind of stereotypical things about like loud being loud and whatever. Um, right. It, it's all so easy in this sport for people to. I think overlook the like the effects of racism in the sport and Absolutely. to not even to undermine it but just to like not conceive how how instilled in this whole sport it is and how how much it hurts for as fans to to seeing that uh as fans to see that and as fans to kind of see the allyship not it's be not real yeah there like <laughs> right. at all right like it's it's not there like um and everyone's looking after their own self-interest because if i'm going to be honest if we're talking about you know if f1 content creators it's all the fucking crabs in a fucking bucket shit everyone's kind of fighting right. tooth and nail to get to that fucking sky sports fucking f1 paddock pass shit like do you right. know what I mean? uh, so like you know would they really be out super outspoken about the state of the sport and stuff like that or, right. you know you know would you really blow up your editor friends well like, i would be naming and fucking shaming bro like you crazy like, racist. Um, yeah, <laughs> hey Hey, this this publication racist as fuck. <laughs> like, like they just told me. Everybody. Right. <laughs> like, come um, on now. <laughs> come on. So yeah, nah, yeah, I just uh I just find it incredible. But it it just it's an eye opener, right? It's an eye opener on It's very much on, an eye opener. It uh also very reminiscent, not to not to evoke MLK, but this is what he talked about when he talked about white moderates. And that's that's the homework assignment I'll give the audience is to read the speech about that because that's essentially what this is, is where, you know, we know what overt acts of racism are and how they hurt people, but it's that you can be in a conversation with somebody and they're comfortable enough to say something to you that's racist and you don't push back on that because it's gonna make your experience uncomfortable with them. You don't wanna lose friends or lose family members. You're not willing to be uncomfortable or flip your life upside down, but that also is what helps keep racism and all of these uh, marginal marginalizations like going is that you don't ever step in and be like, this isn't right. And people have too much ego. They don't want to be corrected. They don't want to educate themselves. So they'd rather just continue on being ignorant. But it's like, it is 2023. Like we shouldn't have to keep having the baseline conversation about what yeah. racism isn't, isn't. It's a system. It's not just burning crosses. It's not just saying the <laughs> N word. It's yeah how you interact with people on a day-to-day -day basis. What are your biases when you see a black person? Is there something about them you just don't like that you can't put your finger on and you don't know where it comes from? That's called unconscious, yeah. unconscious bias. So yes, there's a lot of stuff that people need to like learn and also unlearn about what we're dealing with. And so yes, when we're talking about F1, it's entertainment, it's a sport, but it again, still affects people because it is rooted in reality. Like we're really seeing Lewis Hamilton be abused in real time 
because of his race and it's always masked as oh he's too show off he's too show offy or oh he's yeah. too famous or whatever because that makes it okay to say these things but really all you're saying is he's too uppity yeah he's not he's he won't stay in his place and you want to put you want to yeah. bring him down but you can't yeah and i mean and that's, that's what, what we're want. dealing with so <laughs> and look um you know if it isn't bad enough, then he, you know, he goes and bags Shakira. So, uh, like, Jorin, like, Jorin, some of your favorite drivers are still living off rumors of dating women half their age. Right. Uh, but my, my driver's living that life. And you know what? Yeah. She's actually, actually age appropriate as well, which With is the even honesty, yeah. Yeah, And she's a woman right. of color. So let's, let's, let's be yeah. like, mm. oh. we won. <laughs> we, we, we won. Good luck to Lewis and Shakira. If it's true, we don't know. Might just be enjoying some time on a yacht together. Might just be having exactly. some food together. Who knows? A couple of friends. A couple of friends. I'm not going to lie there. She looked, she looked like she was having like a great time on that yacht. She looked comfortable. Wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. listen, if Lewis invites me on a yacht... Yeah, I'll leave it there because I want Chris. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, Chris is about to edit that shit out. We're just gonna hear like, Poo! right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, right. I think Moving on that on. note. Yeah, on that note. So, um, I guess quickly, 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 yeah. quickly. Um, we've got um. We've got Emily coming up. Obviously, we're going to do the preview show later this week. But um, <laughs> for you, what uh, what do you think would represent progress for Mercedes and, and the Imola upgrade package that they're bringing? Uh, it just being drivable, honestly, like not getting that heartbreaking uh, radio message, like you know, car shaking or just drivability. At this point, I think would be <laughs> the most yeah. baseline. Uh, bar for me at this point um especially because they are changing so much at one time um yeah. i'm not sure how we're i'm not sure what those effects will be of everything changing at once but yeah um yeah i think drivability i feel like that's a boring answer but i feel like that's just i'm not trying to uh overly hype this up yeah <laughs> i have no yeah. idea what to expect <laughs> No, no, that makes yeah. sense. That that makes sense. I think, yeah, same. I think a car that is drivable, I think Mario said, like, good comments from Lewis that, you know, he's happy with yeah. it. George is happy with it. It'd be cool to be able to fight for third and fourth on yeah, the grid. Yeah, fight the Astons. Like, yeah. yeah. Fight the Astons and see where we go from there. But um, I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. My voice is on the way out. Like, I. <laughs> it's on the road. I, I said, I, yeah, I said I wouldn't shout. And I started <laughs> shouting. And, and it's just like, oh, you've got to go to bed. Um, yep. So I'm, I'm going to skedaddle. But thank you as ever. Oh, you're such thank a you. wonderful guest, Tasha. Uh, thank you here's for some cheering for you. No, precious woman. Precious woman. Where can everyone find you on social media? Um, you can find me everywhere at the Glossier if you like beauty content and lifestyle content. And then if you just want to hear my uh, F1 shit takes, you can find me at Tasha on Twitter. And yeah, that's it. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> make sure you check out some incredible content and F1 takes as well. Um, make sure if you've got this far, give us a like and a subscribe. Um, if you're on Spotify, give us a five star review. Oh God. Reviews uh, on Apple Podcasts. Completely. I was just like, 
my brain um oh my god uh and uh obviously if you want to add fish stream uh uh, us, uh look us up on patreon i'm not gonna actually i'm exhausted i am literally <laughs> my brain is done i've finished so no matter what life throws at you guys keep it on the black stuff thank you for everyone take care goodbye i love Goodbye. you yeah all of that all of that <laughs>